You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 59, Trailer Mania. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 59 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hello, Brian. Well, today we've got some television news, a couple shows that are coming out. We finally now have a name attached to the person who's going to be replacing Will Smith in Suicide Squad 2. Yes, that's so exciting. We have a ton of trailers. (laughs) There's like 10 different trailers that have come out over the course of a week. Oh, well, I know I didn't see 10, so there's a lot of them up to date. And and we will talk about them. We got Captain Marvel coming out this weekend. Mm -hmm. We've got American Gods coming out on Sunday. And of course, we're going to talk about The Walking Dead last week's episode. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, we do have a memoriam. This week, Luke Perry passed away. Yeah. And. I'm sure most people probably remember him from Beverly Hills 90210, but I'll always remember him as the boyfriend in the original movie version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Pike. His name was Pike. Yes. Mm -hmm. And of course, he was in Riverdale, but uh, he had a massive stroke and he died this week at 52. Mm -hmm. You just never know. But yes, he passed away this week. But let's talk a a little bit of television. Lord of the Rings, the TV show that Amazon's putting out. Mm Mm-hmm. They were talking about the show and where it's going to be taking place in the Lord of the Rings universe. And apparently it's going to be during the Second Age, which is during the time of the rise of Sauron, the forging of the rings. So we're going to get a real prequel kind of a feel. Mm -hmm. Now, was any of that... In, like, the Apocrypha? Yes. Of, okay, because I don't remember any of that or right. anything special about it. So. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff referred to in the Cimmerillion and that's Cimmerillion, that's, yes. yeah. I knew there was some fancy name or something Oh, of course. It. But uh, we'll get a lot of the prequel taste of it, and that's going to be interesting. And I know uh, Serene McKellen is saying he wants to play Gandalf again, because, of course, Gandalf, as a wizard, is very long-lived, so... Mm-hmm. He could very well play Gandalf uh, in this new series, and it'd be cool to see. Mm-hmm. So, The other piece of news I saw on television, of course, Hulu is known for putting out a lot of great television shows. And this September is when they start shooting their new series, Interview with the Vampire. Oh, okay. So hmm. that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, it's just like they're just, it's like television is like, Brian, we're going to get you. sooner or later we're gonna pull pull you you in in. Mm -hmm. we will pull you in and so i am really fascinated to see what they do with it especially in the fact that they're going to be able to do this episodic television and so that gives them a heck of a lot more time to Mm -hmm. to develop the characters i don't have any casting news at this point i'd love to see who they get for lestat but it's looks like it's going to be pretty good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I saw in the news also that they were talking about Suicide Squad 2, and we now finally have a name, and it looks like this is going to be the person to replace Will Smith. Mm-hmm. It looks like Idris Elba will mm-hmm. be replacing Will Smith. Yes. That's going to be... That's amazing. That's I, that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. That really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to miss Will Smith definitely, but man, does he just... Yeah, he's a knight. Yeah. Dude's a knight, yeah. He is, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's going to be perfect in that role. That's mm-hmm. almost stunt casting. So it looks like they're right back on track, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's, it's been, not- a, it's been a, quite a while since I've heard Idris Elba's American accent. Yeah. So we'll have to see what that's like. <laughs> no doubt he's going to do a great job in, in this movie. And certainly things are back on track for Suicide Squad 2 with that casting. Now, 
let's talk about trailers because oh good lord it's like all these trailers just came out out Mm -hmm. of nowhere and as i said there may be more than the 10 that we're going to mention there may be trailers being released even now as we speak Mm -hmm. as we're recording but these are the ones that caught my attention certainly the hellboy red band trailer came out like the toward the end of last week okay no no i haven't seen that one so oh it was so good mm-hmm. it gives you a, a real feel for the the type of movie that we're going to get it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun it looks like it's going to be gory in some places mm-hmm. well it's now they be- have that r rating so yes right so they're going to be able to really cut loose and the trailer shows just how much they're going to be able to cut loose that although it's going to be there's going to be a lot of horror elements into it there's going to be a lot of fun as well well i I was looking forward to it before but uh, we'll be getting it soon and so we saw another trailer a new trailer for detective pikachu which we talked about on the show before (laughs) the big thing in that trailer of course was the reveal at the end of mew 2 so Apparently Mewtwo is going to be in the film, and people who have seen the animated, especially the animated movies, they know about Mewtwo. And that's, of course, for people who are really into Pokemon. That was a huge deal. People really got excited when they said, oh, they're going to bring that character. They're going to bring a Mewtwo in there. So (laughs) this is developing into some interesting stuff, especially for the Pokemon fans out there. And we also got a final trailer for Brightburn, which we also talked about in the show. We got to see a lot more Mm -hmm. of that character. And uh, yeah, this is definitely going to be... For those of you who don't remember, yeah, that's the evil Superman. Yeah, uh, written by the brothers of James Gunn is... He's executive producing the film. He's not directing it, but he's executive mm-hmm. producing. And yeah, it takes place in Kansas. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not even being subtle about nope. it. So that's exactly what this is like. It's, yeah, but yeah, you they really- didn't even like land him and say a wilderness all by himself where maybe he had to fend for himself and turn him into a heartless person. No, he has the exact same upbringing. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, you get the, it's the lottery. Sometimes uh, you get the good uh, hero and sometimes you get the the villain. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, there's no question what it is. It's evil Superman. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, super kid. So yeah. Now, was there a limited run of something that if Clark Kent had landed in the UK where he was like Union Jack or something like that? Is that a thing? Well, or? there was a, a series of comics that where he landed in the Soviet Union. Oh, okay. That was called Red Sun. Ooh, uh-huh. And yes, he became a weapon for Russia. Mm-hmm. And of course, Batman is trying to stop him. So there is certainly that feeling of what would happen if Superman had landed into some place where they decided to weaponize him. Mm-hmm. So it was a very good series. Definitely okay. worth a read if you haven't seen it already. Sticking with the DC, we got a new trailer for Shazam. Yeah. Which, (laughs) if you wondered if this was going to be fun and and kind of goofy and big with superpowers, you know, worry no more because that's Mm -hmm. exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, you know what? I never wondered about that. I was always (laughs) certain that that's the way it was going to be. And I know I've said it before. I am looking forward to this film, Mm -hmm. although I'm not a fan of the costume. There's nothing wrong with a costume. I know, fake muscles. There's no big deal (sighs) about fake muscles. They're not real. They're magical, so it's okay (laughs) that they're fake. (laughs) I know, I know. Well, it's like I said, it's not a deal breaker for me. I mean, I grew up with those costumes. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, it's not a deal breaker for me. I kind of wish the costume was better. But, again, it's a nitpick, I admit. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I'm not a big fan. He's a little kid who has been playing with his action figures, and when he turns into a superhero, it's his idea of a superhero, and it's an action figure. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, what is going to be interesting is, of course, since his sidekick is Freddie Freeman, are we going to see Captain Marvel Jr. eventually? Hmm. Is he going to be getting Shazam powers as well? Mm -hmm. Which... I think, especially that character, what's really great about Captain Marvel Jr. is he doesn't grow up. He kind of stays the same age. So that actor would still be able, who's doing a great job as Freddie Freeman. I I love that character. I love Mm -hmm. his interplay with Billy Batson. But to see him, to have that actor give that actor superpowers, I think is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. That might be something we see in the sequel. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Costume aside, I am looking forward to it. (laughs) Sticking with DC, we did finally get a teaser trailer for the new Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, well, it didn't really add a whole lot more than what we haven't already seen. Okay. It's a teaser trailer. You Mm -hmm. see a little more of Joaquin Phoenix outside of the clown paint. Pretty much what you see in the trailer are scenes you've already seen leaked or they were put on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So nothing really new. But again, this is one of the things about DC is the Elseworlds comics have been a a big part of their canon. And they're really been very much into telling Elseworlds tales. And this Joker uh, certainly feels like that. I don't feel like this is a, a main DC EU this is sort of its own thing. And I think with DC, that that will work. If the story is good, it doesn't look like it's the Joker that we're used to. But I don't think that's going to be that much of an issue, as long as they've got story. But of course, at this point, we don't really know where the, what kind of story we're going to get. We don't really have any background at this point. But we'll certainly see when we get closer to the release date of the movie. Trailers might go a little more detail into it, but I guess we'll see. But uh, talking about trailers, the trailers weren't the only thing that we got this week. Mm-mm. Game of Thrones trailer came yeah. out. Yeah. Which I didn't watch because, of course, I've, mm-hmm. not, I've only seen the pilot episode of Game of Thrones. And so I didn't want to catch any spoilers because I do want to eventually start at the beginning mm-hmm. and watch them. But uh, I guess you did see Oh, the I did, yes. And uh, it is setting everything up that you're expecting for this final season. And you're looking at everyone and everything that's left. And you're heartbroken because you know that it's going to be painful, but it's not going to be disappointing. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be the last season mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones. And so at this point... Yeah, everything's up for grabs. Nobody's safe at this point. Mm-hmm. They course. kill off everybody if well, they want. Of course, except Arya, because George R. R. Martin's wife has said that she will leave him if he kills off Arya, so we know she's safe. Well, here's the thing, though. Since HBO is basically having to go outside of canon because they don't have a book, if Arya dies in the show, that's not George R. R. Martin's oh, fault. Oh, they wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare. <laughs> Everyone would revolt. What were they going to do? Stop watching the show? It's, no, they're, the they're like, I'm going to, to cancel my subscription and never watch HBO ever again. <laughs> well, there you go. So, we riot. If let, Arya let, dies, we riot. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I hope you heard that HBO. <laughs> so don't get froggy. <laughs> yeah, sure. They're, they're so scared. Also on television, and uh, boy, am I looking forward to this, <laughs> new trailer for Good Omens. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That just gets better and better. Right. And you really get to see, you know, the characters, see them interact, and you get to see John Hamm's character. Yeah. That is so exciting. And uh, to plug another podcast on David Tennant does a podcast with, he had John Hamm, and John Hamm said that Neil Gaiman contacted him <laughs> and said, will you do this for the show? It's not in the book. 
and that just I mean, you have to say yes to that. <laughs> yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah you, you do, don't you? Yeah, you definitely do. And I'm, I tell you what, I cannot wait for this show. Mm-hmm. One of the great advantages I have of being a longtime Amazon Prime subscriber, and of course, when I first got into it, all it gave you was free shipping, but I bought enough stuff from Amazon that, you know, I pretty much cheated them out of hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably. <laughs> But now with their uh, their streaming service, being mm. able to see shows like The Tick, which is amazing, which I oh, enjoyed right. the heck out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the first live Tick, but not this, not the newest one. Oh yeah, the newest yeah. one. Well, since they brought Ben Eklund in to write for it, mm-hmm. uh, of course he was the creator of The Tick. You get a lot of that flavor from the comics, for which a lot of people. I was reading the comics when they first came out. Mm-hmm. I remember The Tick. When he had a Viewmaster around his neck. That's how old <laughs> I am. I just remember the cartoon from yeah. when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, it definitely has that feel of the comics and the new series, and I've been enjoying the heck out of that. And now we've got Good Omens coming out, which I cannot wait to mm-hmm. watch. It's going to be amazing, and the trailer certainly was fantastic. Netflix came out with a, a new trailer for their Ultraman anime. They've got a new Ultraman anime coming out, and I, I watched the trailer for that that just came out this week. Uh, that looks like that's going to be interesting mm-hmm. for people who grew up with Ultraman. Of course, that was more of like a live action, sort of like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers type of a setup. Okay, yeah. Uh, this is an anime, but it looks like it's really good. Mm-hmm. So, I'm- Well, they've done good with their animes, or animated, you know. Uh, right. Like BoJack Horseman, you know, it's not the same style, but they did very well with that. Uh, But Castlevania, I'm sure, would be somewhere in that mix, somewhere with that style, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Right. And the last of the TV trailers, I did finally, and this was released today, for fans of The Karate Kid, uh, if you've been watching the YouTube Red series, Cobra Kai, the second season will be coming out here soon. (laughs) And they did a trailer for that. They're taking this 80s kind of a... (laughs) fun movie and they're deep diving this Mm -hmm. this is since they're adults they're they're covering some interesting themes the you know the whole rivalry between these two schools and there's not really in this case there's not really a clear-cut hero or villain in it Mm -hmm. so they're going real deep with this i've been really impressed with what they've done so far and i've heard that they're going to be i think it was last year they showed the karate kid and a double feature, and they showed an episode, the first episode of Cobra Kai. Okay. And I've been hearing they're going to do that again this year with The Karate Kid 2. They're going to show The Karate Kid 2 and then show, I think, scenes for the new season of Cobra Kai. So, okay. So we'll be looking forward yeah. to that when that comes out. Oh, so uh, you didn't see the, the teaser for Nosferatu, or you didn't put it on the, the list? No, I didn't see uh, that. Okay, yeah. Well, it is a teaser, so you don't get a whole lot. You get some of Vic's voiceover, and you see a lot, really feel like that if you hadn't read the book, you wouldn't get a lot of the references or anything. So you see the Shorter Way Bridge, you see Scrabble Tiles. Uh, So if you've read the book, then that's really interesting to you. But if you haven't, it may not catch your eye. You get a little bit of Zachary Quinto as... You know, in his makeup, and he looks really good. Yeah. So that could pull you in. So uh, definitely. Yeah, they definitely. Well, they've been running commercials for it through uh, Walking Dead, Mm, and mm -hmm. I've been catching those, and it looks like it's Mm going to be a great show, and I'm looking forward to definitely seeing that. Now, before we finish up with uh, trailers, now obviously, if the geek watchers out here are probably saying, "But wait a minute." You talked about the movie trailers, but there's one you didn't, you haven't brought up yet. Did you not catch this one? And I left it for last for a reason. 
And that was the Dark Phoenix trailer that did come mm-hmm. out this week. Yeah. And I had to leave it for last because I feel a rant coming on. Oh, no. <laughs> now, let me just go ahead and let you know out there, Geek Watchers, uh, this, uh, what I'm about to say is not going to spoil the Dark Phoenix movie. And that's going to be very difficult for me to really be specific and talk about the trailer because the trailer spoils Dark Phoenix the movie. <laughs> It may not spoil the ending, but there is a major spoiler in the trailer. Hmm. And now I feel like I've got to rant a little bit, because we've talked about this before. But why? Why does Hollywood feel like if their movie's not doing very well, they have to put a major spoiler in the trailer in an attempt to save the movie? That never helps. (laughs) It never helps. And I've read article after article of, of different people trying to justify this because they're saying, well, we want people to understand how serious and grave the consequences are going to be in this movie. Well, that's fine. You can do that in a trailer. But, and I know I realize I'm beating a dead horse because I've said this over and over again, but the purpose of a trailer is to entice people to come to your movie and watch it. And that's it. You do not give away huge, major plot points of your movie in the trailer. You can sometimes reveal character. You can entice the the viewer to, to come. That's what a trailer's supposed to do. But when you give away a major plot point of your movie in the trailer, that was something that people should have been shocked about in their seats. Mm-hmm. After a while, you know, you've basically wrecked a big part of your movie because people are going to know it's coming because they saw it in a trailer. Mm-hmm. And I think it bothers me mostly because I, hey, I'm a storyteller, I'm a writer. And I realize that if one day, I start working for Hollywood. If I ever write a Hollywood script, I'm going to have to get over this because it's going to happen in some movie somewhere. They're going to feel like the major plot point that I spent all this time putting in this movie to make into the script, to make it exciting that managed to make it into the actual cut of the movie, which very often that doesn't even happen, but it manages to make the final cut of the movie and they put it in the trailer. Mm. I'm going to have to just bite my tongue, and not say anything. Mm -hmm. But I didn't write Dark Phoenix, and so I'm going to talk about this now. Stop doing this, Hollywood. (laughs) Stop ruining your movie by putting too much in the trailer. (laughs) So, But obviously, if you've not seen the trailer and and you are planning on seeing Dark Phoenix, don't watch the trailer. I don't know. Honestly, it's going to be a Herculean effort to get to the movie Mm -hmm. without the spoiler. But if you manage it, God bless you. God bless you. Try if you can. Because this is something you do not want to know going into the movie. And it's a shame it wound up in the trailer. But there you go. But talking about superhero movies that didn't give away too much in the trailer... As we speak, Captain Marvel is in theaters. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we haven't had a chance to see it yet. No, I haven't seen it. Are you planning on seeing it this weekend? I want to try to, yeah. Yeah, I will mm-hmm. definitely be seeing it this weekend, and, and hopefully you'll get a chance to see it this mm-hmm. weekend, because uh, that's definitely something we want to talk about next week mm-hmm. for sure. But, wow. I mean, you want to talk about trailers that entice people in to see the movie, but don't give away too much. I mean, we still, at this, even with the final trailers, we have a general idea about the tone of the movie. We have some pieces of plot point, but as far as exactly what the movie's going to entail, we don't really know. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we did finally get our first view of Annette Bening as a supreme intelligence. I love how Marvel has this ability of getting top-tier actors and putting them in these great roles, great supporting roles in these Marvel movies. I mean, Glenn Close, certainly, you know, as Mm -hmm. Nova Prime in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and now... Now, Annette Bening 
as the supreme intelligence, that's amazing. Angela Bassett as the queen of Wakanda. I know, yeah, just wonderful. Yeah, 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 their ability to do that. I am. They just must be fanboys. That's all there is to it. It's like I am a fan, so and they call me up and say we want you. Yes, yeah, but it's such a small. I don't care. Put me in it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, not all actors have a problem with superhero movies, and every once in a while you'll see an article about some actor or director who's got. Hating superhero movies, the latest I saw was Terry Gilliam, who just apparently really hates superhero movies, and which is a disappointment because I'm a big fan of Terry Gilliam. But I get it, if especially if superheroes are not your thing and you don't want to make direct superhero movies, then I can get where with uh, Hollywood's attention being pointed in that direction, you feel like it's being pointed away from you and you have less opportunities to make the kind of movies that you want. So well, I get that's it. the time to challenge yourself. And do it. Terry Gilliam, you need to get out there and direct a superhero movie. Put your own spin on it. Challenge yourself. Do something that you dislike. I would love, love, love to see what Terry Gilliam would do in a superhero movie. I think he'd be fantastic. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see it. I don't know what kind of a project he would tackle, but I would enjoy it. I would absolutely enjoy it. Obviously, that's not his cup of tea, but uh, who knows? Maybe something will uh, change in the near future. Also coming out this weekend, and as much as I've been looking forward to this, we got season two of American Gods starting on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Starting on Sunday. <laughs> Why is it that the universe has deigned to put my favorite shows together at the same time? <laughs> Why do they do this to me? Well, that's a streaming show, isn't it? Yeah, so I should be able to watch it at any time. I'm yeah. going to be getting on the Star streaming service. Mm-hmm. And you do get a week. Oh, okay, it's stars. I didn't. Yeah, it's stars. stars. Okay. So if you've not seen season one of uh, American Gods, if you get their streaming service, you can watch the first season and go ahead and get caught up, and you can uh, binge watch it. And at that point, you can decide whether or not you want to watch the second season. Oh, no. If the first season was maybe a little bit too rough, you're like, oh no, I, <laughs> I, I can't deal with this anymore. But mm-hmm. I'm for people who are fans of the book, the in the trailers, you see the merry-go-round, so you know we're going to see the merry-go-round. So. Oh, wow. I'm surprised we didn't get that in the first season. Oh, well, there was a lot you of development. I've read the book. I haven't watched it. so. I well, know. there was a lot of development for that first season. Mm-hmm. One of the things I did see in the trailer is you find out, I guess, where Mr. World holds up. And it was funny because the trailer, that it was sort of like a clip from the second season, and you see this really nice car pull up and you see this trunk open and and they pull out these golf clubs and you notice that the license plate is a West Virginia plate. Huh. And you see him putting the T and the ball down and there's an engravement on the ball. It says Black Briar Resort, which Uh is obviously a play of the Green Green Briar. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. I won't go into a whole lot of detail about the trailer, but apparently Mr. World lives in the bunker at the okay. quote-unquote Blackbriar. Uh, with all the all the tourist traps in the books, I really thought that maybe the mystery hole would, you know, be a, a big thing with the American gods. But uh, tell me, in the first season, the is the, the big soliloquy of, I believe, you wouldn't believe the things I believe, and she goes on for like five minutes about all the different things she believes. That's one of my favorite speeches <laughs> yes, ever. Yeah. I believe that somewhere there is a cat in a box that is both alive and dead, That although it will eventually be dead if no one feeds the cat. 
Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You get a lot of that. Good. And I, I do have to say, and we've talked about this a little bit, but one thing about the show is there's a lot of stuff in the show that I was, of course, as someone who read the books, I was like, they're not going to do that in the show. There's no way they're going to do that in the mm-hmm. show. Holy crap. They just did that in the show. <laughs> Bill Quist is probably the biggest one of those. Mm-hmm. Yes. You get that scene in the TV It's the show. opening scene in the book. Right. And is it the opening scene in the show? It's. I think it's a, It's in the second episode. Okay. All right. Wow. But wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You're like, that wasn't even the worst part of it. And I'm not, of course, I'm not going to go into, if you've not seen mm-hmm. it, I don't want to. Well, first of all, we're, we're G-rated, so I can't tell you what, <laughs> trying to be nice about it. But the other thing, too, is if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You really would not believe me. Well, of course, uh, they had the behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, the, the making of, and how they were able to shoot that practically. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay. Maybe he disappears into the bed? I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's finish up with The Walking Dead. Mm. Episode 12, Guardians. I didn't get to see it. You- I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I know. Look, uh, it was uh, Sunday, you know, at my house. It had to be Mardi Gras, so our Fat Tuesday had to be on Sunday this year, and I cooked all day, so by the time it came on, I fell asleep, and it wasn't up on demand yet, so I had to call and fuss at AMC about it. Oh, there- But seeing some kind of, like, meme things from it, I've been trying to avoid it, but, I, you know, I don't mind spoilers, so it's no big deal to me. Well, definitely one thing, I won't go into a whole lot of detail because I, I will say this. We do finally get to see Beta, mm-hmm. and Beta's freaking scary. Yeah, I just saw his on Greg Nicotero's Instagram. Yeah, them doing his makeup, and he just looks scary. So I can't even picture what his character is like. Yeah, well, definitely we get to see more of Alpha and find out. Wow, she's really, really messed up. Mm-hmm. And you get to see, especially when it comes to Lydia. Mm-hmm. There's a scene she describes to Beta about something that happened to Lydia when she was uh, a baby. That is not pleasant to listen to. And you realize, this is what you think love is, huh? So this goes beyond when the virus let out. So, you know, that was... Yeah, she was a special breed of crazy. This isn't new for her. Well, it's gone back further than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. The big thing, of course, at the end, I I don't... Again, we'll make this a spoiler-free review since you've not seen it. And we'll talk... We'll double up on it next week. Mm -hmm. But, yeah... Any hopes of the whispers going away are pretty much gone at this point. Okay. For a couple of reasons. One, you'll see it at the end of the episode. But the second thing being, when they did the scenes from next week's episode, something that I talked about last week uh, apparently is true, which is the little symbol on the sign. The spray paint, yeah. The whispers. So now not only Hilltop, but the kingdom has crossed into there. Exactly. Um, And the. mm -hmm. Apparently, every road around the kingdom is considered uh, by the Whisperers their territory, and Mm. they want tolls. And apparently, Ezekiel is not down to get pay tolls. Nope. We got rid of that with the sanctuary. We're not having that again. Yeah. You know, thinking about that, really, all the villains that we've had up until this point, they were made villainous by the apocalypse you know they weren't bad people until the apocalypse made them that way the governor not until his daughter was turned uh terminus not until they were starving so this alpha is going to be our first villain who was just always evil 
Yeah. She was one of those situations where society kind of kept her in check in certain aspects, but now that society doesn't exist. And I've been on panels uh, at conventions, and I've talked to people before about uh, zombie fiction, and whether it's you know movies or television or books. And zombie apocalypse have always been about people more than they've been about the zombies. Mm-hmm. And it's about what are human beings really when you get to the end of the day. You know, when, when society is not regulating human behavior, what are we at our core? That's the, sort of the whole point of it. And certainly in The Walking Dead, it's been, are people good? Are they bad? Are there a combination of both? Certainly we're getting a study of somebody who's very psychopathic. Mm-hmm who can very easily justify her actions, and now she's in a environment that encourages that kind of behavior. But she's a very strong leader, and there's a scene specifically in this episode where she shows her strength in a real way. You see why she's a leader mm-hmm. and why people are willing to follow her, because she is not to be messed with. But we have four more episodes now at this point. Oh, that's not many. No, so... Mm-hmm. Next week will be, this coming Sunday will be Choke Point, and Mm -hmm. they've actually, they've, uh, AMC has released little uh, synopses for each of the episodes, so I'll go ahead and read those for you. For Choke Point for next week, Daryl's daring rescue mission forces Alpha to unleash a group of her own to retrieve what belongs to her, even if the price is paid in blood. The kingdom's plans to reunite the communities are put in jeopardy. That's going to be the fair. No. Yeah. And so, yes, and this episode is clearly where we're going to get Daryl versus Beta, Mm. and that's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. So, the week after that is called Scars. An outsider's arrival forces Alexandria to to rehash devastating old wounds. Oh, this could be about the the The, X's on their backs. Yes, Mm -hmm. eye-opening secrets from the past are revealed. Mm. So, we may find out how Daryl and Michonne got the the scars. Mm Mm-hmm. So that'll give us perhaps a side story, and we don't deal with the Whisperers that episode, although I, I think that they'll, they won't be the main focus, but certainly their machinations will be part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Then the episode after that is called The Calm Before. The fair at the kingdom is underway, and all four communities coming together in celebration for the first time in years. While some packs are renewed, other deals will come at a much deeper price. Ooh. So, and of course, there's some things that happened this week that, again, we'll talk about it next week when you've seen it. But yeah, the way things are at Alexandria come to a stronger focus. And we get some uh, very interesting, shall we say, Negan soliloquy, shall we say. Hmm. Some really interesting things develop, let's just say, at at Alexandria. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the last, after that episode, we have the final for the season. And, of course, if you have an episode called The Calm Before, you have to call the episode after that. The Storm. In the aftermath of an overwhelming loss, the communities must brave a ferocious blizzard. As one group deals with an enemy from within, another is forced to make a life or death decision. Hmm. So we might get snow. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I know that was a thing in the comic books, but we really haven't seen that. In the show just yet. Just people being cold. Right. Like, oh, it's cold, we need to build a fire, but no See, snow. And I'm wondering how they wound up shooting that, because if they shot it during the summer, 
that's going to suck if they've got to be next to fires and oh, they're going to yeah. dress for them. Well, yeah. People will be passing out left and right, mm-hmm. so I don't know well, how they're Well, they're always gonna... talking about, you know, the, guy, the people in the makeup, you know, are sweating and just about passing out and yeah. how bad everyone's body odor is, and you just have to deal with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, but uh, I can't imagine people walking around in 120-degree weather in winter coats. That would... <laughs> You know, you're going to have some real deaths on The Walking Dead at that point. But uh, the cold's not going to be the worst of it, I I guess. So that's four episodes. So the choke point will be the one this coming Sunday, then three more after that, and then it'll be October. And then we can, uh, well, it's it's coming to a head. And uh, definitely next week, we'll go into more detail about Guardian, since you haven't seen it. But it's definitely, there'll be things to talk about for sure. And we'll definitely do that next week. So with that said, we come to the end of episode 59 of the Geek Watch Podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch Podcast. For Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the GeekWatch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The GeekWatch podcast is a Hanging J production.